welcome back, everyone. And um, welcome, everyone, uh, watching on Facebook here today uh, and YouTube, if you can hear me. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever heard uh, that phrase uh, when someone's talking. Let's see if I can get this all straight. That phrase where they say, you had to be there. You know, they had to be there. It's like when you're, uh, you know, I imagine it kind of like when you're hanging out with a bunch of new people. And they're maybe not your regular crowd. And they all know each other really well. And they've all been together for a while. And then they sit down at the bar and they start to reminisce. And, uh, you know, they'll throw out some story that there's no way that you, you, you could ever have known, right? And they'll, they'll throw it out with all sorts of code, right? Yeah, I remember when we were, we, we were with Jimmy and we were in Jimmy and Gonzo in the, in the truck and we went by Billy's farm and then the gun went off and Jimmy freaked. And Jimmy freaked, and out came a kibbin in blood! Woo! Jimmy freaked! And you're sitting there going, yeah, Jimmy freaked. Um, yeah, that must have been awesome, huh? And you have no idea what's going on. Who is McKibben? Uh, and why is he covered in blood? And why is everybody laughing at Jimmy for being scared? Because a gun did go off. Uh, that is a legitimate thing. And why was that funny? And so you're like, um, and then they look at you and they're like, you had to be there, right? You had to be there. Uh, and you're like, yeah, sounds like it. Well, can you at least tell me what happened? I mean, don't leave me hanging here. And then they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they tell you, okay, they've been out partying and Jimmy and Gonzo and the guys got in the truck and uh, they went and drove by the neighboring town and Billy's, Billy's farm is in the neighboring town. Billy didn't like Jimmy. Two don't get along. They haven't gotten along since some other story that would take a while to fill in. Okay, and so they're driving through here, and it's deer hunting season, and uh, and so the, this gun, the shot goes off, and Jimmy freaks out because he thinks maybe it's Billy shooting at him, and so he slams on the brakes really hard, and everybody turns around and looks, and he shuts off the engine so because he thinks Billy's coming after him. He doesn't know what to do, and then suddenly he looks in the woods, and out comes McKibben covered in blood with a big gun, Look, peering through the trees, and Jimmy freaks out, turns in the car, and slams on it really hard, and the dirt kicks up, and he goes flying down the road, and they fishtail, and the other guys, they've all had too many, you know, natural lights that night, and so they were all scared, and Jimmy freaked out. It was hilarious. Turns out it was just McKibben. He just shot the deer and was dragging it back to his truck. That's why it was covered in blood. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. But I guess unless I was actually there, and unless I'd actually seen it, heard it, and experienced it, it just still sounds kind of like a case of mistaken identity. Like, I thought maybe McKibben was Billy or a serial killer or something. You see, that's the difference between knowing about something and knowing something. It, it, or you could even say it's kind of the same as the difference between knowing someone or knowing about someone. To know or to know about. And, you know, I think most of us would rather know. I mean, isn't it a little bit more fun to be there? I mean, more fun to see it and hear it and feel it. You know, it probably was a little scary, joyriding with Jimmy and hearing that shot and seeing the kibben come out of the woods and wondering if this is the end. But then you, but the laugh when you learned it, oh man, you can't replace that. But, and being there, of course, is kind of risky. 
It's adventurous. It's a lot more fun, but it is kind of risky. And, and you can try to explain it, but words don't really capture the moment. They can only get you kind of close. And, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where a lot of these experiences, a lot of these most big events in our lives, they're hard to put into words, to convey to others. It's like I could write all the poems in the world about a first love or a first kiss, but there's really nothing like being there, which is why I think God decided to not just send us more messengers to tell us about who we are, who God is, what the covenant is, what we sh maybe should or shouldn't do. But he chose to come in person so we can know him in person. It, it, it makes the idea, it's what makes the idea of God becoming human so amazing. It's God saying, I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be with you so we all get to be there. So we can all experience this firsthand. It's God experiencing our world firsthand and us experiencing God firsthand. We all get to be there. It's God letting us in on that special knowledge that comes from knowing someone that's hard to put into words. It's like God's letting you in on a big mystery, right? Because that's what knowing someone is, right? It's kind of a big mystery. Especially the more you know someone, the more you learn that you don't always know them. But you keep learning and growing into it. Every long-term relationship is like that. There's, there's something you never finish growing into. And uh, Richard Rohr, uh, this Franciscan monk in New Mexico, uh, he has this great quote. Mystery isn't something that you cannot understand. It is something you can endlessly understand. So there's no point at which you can say, I've got it. So let me read the beginning of that again. Mystery isn't something that you cannot understand. It is something you can endlessly understand. It's what love is like. Always something more. It's what being with other people is like. There's, there's always more to experience. It's what being a Christian is about. It's not just about following God's laws. It's not just about knowing who Jesus was or, you know, what time he lived or, you know, what the exact things he said or details about his life. It's knowing him. It's being with him. It's being a part of this mystery together. It's why we're here. I, I bet it's why we're here. You know, I, you ask people why, why you came to faith or how you came to faith. I've heard a lot of different stories, but one I've never heard is, well, you know, I was uh, looking at different treatises on ethics, and I came to Jesus, and when I compared Jesus's ethical, uh, Jesus's ethical teachings compared to these other ethical teachings, I felt, you know, Jesus's ethical teachings, these are some really ethical, ethical teachings. I, I'm going to follow Jesus. Never heard that one. I've never heard anyone sort of sit down and say, you know, I studied the details of his life and felt like these details, you know, the details changed my life. No. Maybe, maybe it could be. The story I more often hear 99.99 whatever percent of the time is some version of 
how God has been present in my life and how God I've gotten to know God somehow in person. And I felt God's presence in this amazing, mysterious way. And I come back to know more, not in a way like in an intellectual way, but in a personal way, a way that moves that is mysterious and amazing. We are here to know and be with Jesus, not just to know about him. Because everything he said and did is great, but it's only part of it. If you don't know him and you're not with him, it's kind of like you know somebody only from the dating profile you get online. You're missing out. Read what it says in the Gospel of John here. As it starts out, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So the Word was God. They're not separate things. It's not, it, it, it got, the Word is not a book, writings you examine. Those are things that point to God. The Word, the Word with a big capital W, is God. And then in verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. We have seen something in Jesus that's more than just some interesting saying or moral advice. We have seen God. Sometimes I think, you know, in life and in faith, it's good to get back to your basics. Remember where it all started? Read it, you know, it's good to go back and rediscover the person you're with, you know, why you're still together, what it was that brought you together in the first place. You know, it's good to get back to experiencing other not each other, not just observing each other as you pass in the night, passing off the kids on the way to different practices. We need to do that from time to time. We need to do that with our life. We need to do that with our faith. We need to get back to our basics. Remember why we're here and where it all started. And that's with knowing and experiencing the person of Jesus, the mystery of Jesus. It's not just knowing about him, which is good, but that's still a knowledge that's partly distant. What we want is to know him. And sometimes to do that takes a step back from the busyness of life. You know, take a step back and pull out a cup of coffee and a Bible and just sit there and soak it in without trying to analyze it. Just soak it in. And then just sit there and pray. And, and maybe just tell Jesus, you know, what's on your mind and what's troubling you and what the burdens are. And then listen and pray and dwell there in that moment. Too many people, I think, are trying to find light and truth and meaning in studying about Jesus. Or they're arguing with their friends about Jesus as if you can argue someone into faith. But the point is we didn't come to faith in the first place through an argument. We didn't come through the details, we came through the experience. Which is why a lot of times when people start making arguments about this or that, I'll say, well, sometimes you have to be there. Why don't you come on a Sunday morning and be there for a while, rather than me try to construct an argument that will persuade you, when I kind of get the suspicion you're kind of determined not to be persuaded in the beginning. 
and isn't it the case that most of us are not persuaded with arguments, we're persuaded with experiences? I can tell you somebody's great, but when I experience the great things they do, that's more persuasive, right? Jesus isn't just coming to our world to deliver wisdom, which he does do. And he isn't just coming to deliver good ethical teachings, although that's part of it. He is coming here to be with us so that we can have that be there experience. And we can see and know the light and the truth by knowing him. He's inviting us to be there with him. And he came to earth so we could know him and be with the, be where with him the way he came to earth to be there with us. So, have a Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless. <laughs>